Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Build an Iconic Life. I have probably one of the most special guests that I've had yet on the show. He's a great friend. Stay tuned because this one is going to burn the house down. I came from the mud, dirt on my hands. Welcome to Build an Iconic Life podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whitehead. And this podcast is dedicated to help you build a life with zero regrets by focusing on how you have everything you need to stand up, stand out, and live life on your terms. Let's dive right in. Hey, Tom, thanks for showing up, man. How you doing? Let's go. Look, man, we were talking a little bit in the green room um, before we started recording, and you know, we've both gone. <laughs> the last six months have been kind of interesting, huh? To say the least. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yes, professionally, the last six months have been interesting, uh, but it's now almost the last 12 months of my life that have been extremely interesting. When you Yeah, let's hear about personal. it. Let's hear about it, what you're willing to share. Oh, yeah, man. I'm fully transparent about it. So, yeah, my wife has been dealing with breast cancer. Uh, she was diagnosed in February of last year. And in December of 2021, um, you know, COVID fucked everything up, right? It fucked up schedules. It, it fucked up events and speaking engagements and whole nine yards. And and you you understand that heavily because you speak just about as much as I do, if not more. And uh, I speak at this one association four times a year, and they always have an event here in Dallas in August. And because of, of all the COVID bullshit, it got pushed back to December. Okay. It's funny how things happen. Things happen for a reason. Gets pushed back to December. The guys from this uh, association call me up and they're like, hey, uh, just confirming that you're still good to speak at the December event in Dallas. And uh, I want to know if you want a hotel. You want us to put you up at the at the downtown Dallas Omni. And I'm in my, my truck driving and talking to this dude. And I've known these guys for years. I'm like, Richard, cut the bullshit. I don't need a fucking hotel. I live there. Right? I hang up the phone. And like 15 minutes later, I'm like, well, that was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I'm like, I got three kids, a wife. Um, it's, you know, yes, it's Dallas, but it's still it's still a good 45 minutes to an hour from my house. Like, I, I can turn this into a staycation with the kids. Um, because they're going to put me up in a nice ass suite and, and, you know, just have the amenities of the hotel for the kids. And I can bring them to the, to the event. They have a big trade show floor with all these custom cars and they can come see me speak. And I, I called them back a couple minutes later. And, uh, I said, Richard, man, I was like, you still got that room available. He's like, yeah, man, I, I, he goes, I got you. I got you. So, all right, cool. I was like, I'll, I'll take it for, uh, for either two or three nights, whatever they had uh, the, the, the block for, I took the max I could. So first, the first night I roll down there, I do my thing solo. The next night, uh, my wife comes with the kids. We spend the night. They have a blast. They watch me speak the next morning, which I, I, I try to do as much of that as possible. There's a little nugget takeaway here. If I can get my kids into the room so they could hear some of the shit that I have to, yeah. to tell others, they're learning even at their young age. So after that, the wife leaves. She takes the kids back home to our house in, in North Dallas, drops them off with a sitter. She comes back to, to downtown Dallas. Like she's just doing the zigzag back and forth that day. And we we had, you know, a, an adult evening, right? And that adult, adult evening consisted of us going to a nice steakhouse, having a nice dinner, a couple of drinks. Uh, and during that, that dinner, we spent a good, I'd say two hours um, planning out our goals for this year, 2022. 
wrote everything out, dropped it in, you know, and, and just got super clear on it, shared it with each other, started checking things off the list as fast as possible. Like the same shit we do to grow a business. We yeah. say, hey, if this works growing a business, this is going to work growing uh, our personal lives as well. So, man, we get to it and we're all excited about it. Um, fast forward a couple of weeks later, I'm in Cabo with you and, and the rest of the goons and we're having a, a hell of a time there. Um, I then leave for uh, so we come back from Cabo, which you know was like the high of the year. We had a, we had a blast. We had such a great time, and and you know we've been friends and and have, have have done life with each other for years now. But when you go on a trip like that with somebody that you're close to, it, it, it deepens the relationship even further. So come back from that trip. You know we're all on a high from it. Um, a couple of weeks later, we have our Goon Squad event here in Dallas, uh, which is really cool because our wives got to connect deeply at while we're in Cabo and yep. now they're on stage with each other yep. in front of a room of 350 people, which is really cool. So um, I'm seeing all this happen. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Robin um, do her thing. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, uh, Mark's wife, Laura do her thing. And all the ladies who are up there seeing my wife, like I would never in a million years expect my wife to get her ass up and stage in front of a couple hundred people to say anything. Same, same, same with Robin. Yep. It was amazing. It was amazing. So we end that. It happens. Uh, I then go, same association that I was in Dallas for that put me up in the hotel. Their next event is in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, and, and let me get back to the whole story of Dallas because I skipped over the most important part. Uh, that night that we went to dinner and did the planning, we went back to the hotel room and we did adult things. Woke up the next morning and Chris, I don't know about you, but I like waking up in the morning and trying to grab as much boob as possible. <laughs> yep. So in this hotel room, I'm actually sleeping on the opposite side of the bed than I would at home. So I'm on the left side of the bed and I'm I'm big spoon. And I reach my big giant arm over my wife and I grab me some left booby. Which again, this is important because at home I'd be on the other side of the bed. And when I did it, I I, I felt I felt lumps in a boob. And I was hmm. like, hey, um, I don't ever remember that being there. And it kind of concerns me a bit. Do me a favor and go get, go get that checked out. All right, cool. So shortly after that December deal, she started the process of getting it checked out, right? This whole thing of getting it checked out is happening even while we were in Cabo. And we're over there having a time of our lives, not, not realizing what's about to come. And uh, she starts going in, has a couple of tests done. They do some biopsies, that kind of thing. Um, and I go to Vegas for this Mobile Electronics Association. This is a, another event of theirs. I go to speak again. And the moment, you know, when you, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I turned on Wi-Fi in that plane. So the moment you land, if you, if you don't crank on Wi-Fi or whatnot, your, your text messages just start rolling in like crazy. So I get off the jet bridge. I'm walking through the terminal, uh, knowing me, I'm probably going to pee for the 15th time that day. Cause you, you, we're just weirdos. And we like drinking gallons of water a day. <laughs> <laughs> so I get this text message. And it's like my wife's like, uh, hey, give me a call when you get a chance. And then I also get a voice message from her. Like my wife doesn't call me and leave a voice message ever. And I listen to her voice message and it's like, hey, baby, it's me. Uh, give me a call back when you get a chance. We have to have a talk. Mm -hmm. the, the language, the tonality, like all these, mm. all these uh, nonverbal cues and verbal cues were coming through in this message. And when you've been around people long enough, especially someone you're really close to, you can pick up on this stuff very easily. You pick it up in a text message. Even. Oh, hell yeah. So I, I'm like, oh, shit. I know what the fuck she's about to tell me because I know what she's been going through for the past couple of weeks. And yeah, it's not good news. 
I remember this day now. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, that was my welcome to, to Las Vegas. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm like in a tizzy at this point, man. I, I go back to my hotel room. I, I get to this event and I got to go there and basically prep and get ready. And I have to speak for the next two days in front of hundreds of people. And I just got hit with the news that my wife has been diagnosed with breast cancer. Not just one tumor, but two, and it's two different kinds of cancer. And the, 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 we don't, we're just, we're, we're in a dark at this point. We don't know what is going to happen. We don't know what the, the path is going to be, or are they going to go in there and, and, and remove her breasts? Or like, does she have to go in for, for all these different treatments? Like we, we have no idea at this point. And uh, I had to basically, I, I was already committed. I had to show up and do my thing. And it was, it was rough, man. Like uh, I like to interact and go spend some time with people, especially at events like that, because that's where you network and connect with people and make things happen. And I found myself flying solo in my hotel room almost that entire trip, and t- unless I had to be on stage. And um, that was the beginning of it, just you know, going sideways um, in in the year of 2022. If that had happened in the year of um, 2017, let's talk about the different man and the different woman. Because of some decisions you made. Yeah, man. Uh, I was a completely different person. We were talking about this before, too. Uh, I guess around 20, 2017, I started self-developing pretty hard. 2018, I got real serious about it. And um, like, I'm just a completely different person inside and out, right? Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, like you name all the above is different about me. Um, it's funny. I was texting a good close friend I grew up with a couple of weeks ago and he was, he, he hit me back. He has a very high profile job for a big name company. I'm not going to name the company for his own privacy purposes. Um, but it's one of those three letter organizations that delivers a lot of boxes across the nation. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, he, he hit me back and he, he's like, you know, Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you because out of all of our group of friends growing up, he goes, you're the one who's continued to develop yourself despite, like, no matter what, you've always continued to do so. And I hit him back and I was like, um, like, dude, like, I appreciate you saying that and, and, and recognizing it. Um, I, but you and I haven't seen each other in a couple of years at this point. It's probably been because of COVID, because COVID fucked that up big time. Um, it's probably been three years at this point since I've seen him face to face because he moved out of New York about a year and a half or so before I did. And um, I was like, dude, I don't even look the same. Like, yeah, from from the, the the person you hung out with last time, us drinking beer and having a good time, probably out hunting. Like, I do not look the same. And he's like, I fucking believe it. Right. And um, like I've I've just put in the work and I, I don't know what the end result necessarily is, but I know that if I go ahead and I put this work into myself each and every day, regardless of how I feel, that it's going to basically get me a step closer to becoming a better version or the best version of myself, whatever fucking cliche shit you want to use around there, I'm fine with, right? Like I'm just putting that work in to strengthen myself each and every day. And by doing that work relentlessly over the last handful of years, it has strengthened me, like I said, in all areas, and that has allowed me to get through this past year. I don't want to say with ease because it ain't been easy, but I can't imagine the downward spiral that I would be in if this was yeah. 2017, 2018, 2019. 
it's it's so strange man so <clears throat> you know we're all family friends now at this point and you know your devastation was certainly ours as well then you know bullshit ends up happening at you know where you're subcontracting mm -hmm. which is a second like if there's a mighty blow yeah. Jen having happened what happened to her that's a mighty blow sure but then the sweep motion that just puts you on your ass for good yeah. came in oh yeah and but here's what's weird man and this is why i love you so much and why i support everything you do inside my heart when i heard that information i was like but this is the one motherfucker that won't stop mm -hmm. and that's why i'm your friend because i know you won't stop and there are not many people in my life that I know to be like that. Mm -hmm. And it's because I've looked you in the eyeballs, like from just a few inches away, I've, I've listened to what you've said. I've seen the intentionality behind it. And I've seen this idea, two ideas that in my opinion, make you iconic. Number one, you refuse to be average and you fucking mean it, which means it burns you when you notice yourself talking, acting, anything average. And the second one, and these are all nuggets, everybody. You ought to be absorbing this shit because it's literally changed my life because this guy was my coach three years ago. You go, I will be better 1% every day. So while, while everybody's like, I just took massive action and, oh, that sounds like a lot. No, he didn't, man. You know what he did? He made sure tomorrow didn't look like today. He made sure that next week looked vastly different from the week before. And when he lost focus on what that was, he just said, I give me permission to do one thing better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And he just kept stacking him and kept stacking him. And I preach about this on social media. If you're willing to sweat in peacetime, you avoid bleeding in wartime. And we never know when the calls going to come that we have to go to war Never thank fucking god mm -hmm. you were working so hard jen was working so hard yep because jen also has been on a very spiritual journey herself mm -hmm. that i believe took this physical thing that happened and allowed her to mitigate it to what it truly was which was a blip in the radar instead yeah. of becoming the definition of her life oh and it makes it just makes me proud of y'all man to yeah. be friends with you because it's yeah. inspiring shit so uh, thank you. And I, I agree with you. Right. Uh, and there's so much here. There's so many directions I can go with, with what you just said, but I want to. <laughs> right. Uh, facts. Facts tell story. Sell. Right. I want to tell the story. OK, I think the story has more impact, too. So uh, 2020, I'm already coaching you already connected. You're starting to do some things. Things are going well. You're thinking about writing a book and, and you're, you're elevating and, and escalating yourself as the authority. And uh, COVID hits, shuts the whole fucking world down. I'm still living in New York at the time. And um, I spent three weeks on the couch eating all the Oreos, drinking all the beers, getting fat as fuck. Uh, no gyms. Gyms are shut down. And at first, I was like, cool, man, three weeks, fucking vacation. Woo! Right? The world gave us fucking permission to be lazy motherfuckers, to sit in our fat asses and drink and, and get all fucked up. And it was, oh, you're cool, man. It's, it's acceptable right now. Go have your Zoom parties with your fucking friends. <laughs> Right. Okay. So I'm looking around and I'm like, oh fuck. I'm getting antsy, right? And I know I know you get antsy too. Right. Um so I spent th the three weeks drinking the beers and, and eating the Oreos, and I was like, Man, I gotta fucking change this. And I this is what average people are gonna continue doing through this, right? 
I have two choices. I can continue down the average path, which is acceptable by society right now, by the way, right? It's it's welcome then people are going to fucking clap for you. Or I can go to fucking war. Voluntarily. Right? And that's what I did. I was like, cool, I got a couple people in my circle who I look up to, who I respect, who are doing this this crazy hard thing called 75 hard right now. And I was like, I, I got to do it. Got to do it. So I did it. And I, either three or four or five days into it, it is when that that reality fucking smashed me hard. Right? It was like two by four to the forehead. It was like, you dumb motherfucker, you're being average. And you mentioned it before, but I, refusing to be average is one of my personal core values. Hell, it's so poor, much a personal core value that Jin gave you a photo on the wall that you have in your office that you stare at every day. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't talk. <laughs> no, it's not talk. No. <laughs> it's, not talk right? it's not fluff and bullshit like you see from right. the guru assholes out there. Right. So um, I'm, I'm sitting here at this desk and then and th I had this desk and this whole computer setup I'm, I'm working with right now in New York. And over on, on this side on my wall was that that sign. It was a piece of artwork says I refuse to be average. And uh, I, I looked up one day and I said, oh, fuck me. Like, fuck. I was so disappointed and pissed off at myself at the same time. Right. Um, like, I'm living in this average ass house, got this average ass fucking business, got this average ass fucking business partner, got this average ass car in the driveway, blah, 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 blah. Average, 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 average. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm kind of just like, I'm doing some cool things that I've accomplished some cool things, but I've kind of plateaued and I'm not really pushing hard right now. Well, that's got to change. It's got to change right fucking now. And it lit the fire under my ass like a fierce motherfucker, right? Had the conversation with the wife and her and I have been talking for two goddamn years about picking up and moving out of New York. We just didn't have the balls. It was never the right time. Oh, wait until this happens. Wait until we get good over here. Wait until we make more money, right? All the fucking crap that we, we tell ourselves. And um, I said, babe, we got to go. Got to go like fucking now. Right. Like now is the time our kids are out of school. They haven't been in school for fucking six months. Probably at this point, they haven't had a relationship with kids. They're barely seeing family members. If we take them now, it's not going to negatively impact them as much as it would if they were still in school dealing and interacting with kids on a daily basis. It's like the, the, the market's going up like crazy here. Like we can make some money on the house. I bet you the house is going to sell quick. And I, it, all of the stars are aligning and saying, this is the time to take action. Right. And um, we did. Sold the house, sold my business, uh, got through 75 hard, made my way down here to Texas. And uh, through this whole period and before COVID, my wife had started doing hot yoga. Um, fell in love with it. One of her friends introduced it to her. And, you know, COVID comes, shuts all that shit down, too. So now she can't do, do her hot yoga stuff. This is the importance and why I think everybody is a leader. Right. Because you don't understand that. Yeah, you may not be the leader of the company. You may not be the leader of the division, but you are the leader of somebody else in your life. Could be one person, could be your spouse, could be your kid, could be your fucking dog. I don't care. You're a fucking leader. Right. So by me doing this hard work and showing up every day, getting the two workouts done a day, drinking a gallon of water, all the crap that goes with 75 hard. And if you don't know what 75 hard is, go and Google it because it's been discussed and covered on fucking eight million podcasts out there. Okay? <laughs> So this action that I take is now inspiring her. So all of a sudden she sees me not drinking the booze and all of a sudden now she's not drinking the booze. She's eating a little bit cleaner as I'm eating cleaner through this, this, this program. 
we get we get here to Dallas, and about two or three days uh, into it, she goes to me, um, "Hey, uh, I want to throw this by you, right?" And she goes, "I, I want to do this this YTT training, yoga uh, yoga teacher training, yoga certification. It's a two hundred hour course, and it's going to be forty hours a week for like six or seven weeks or some shit, eight weeks, whatever it was." I'm like, "Damn, that's fucking intense." Like, you got to understand something here. My wife is not scared of that kind of work. She's got a master's degree in school psychology. She spent years educating herself, right? So she wants to go in and do this thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like, you know, why are you kind of asking me? She's like, well, it's kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, what's expensive? She's like, it's going to cost six grand. Dude, I couldn't pull the money out of my pocket fast enough. I'm like, yeah. no, here, take this and go get it done because – uh, you know, me being a human and being aware, it's, I think I think one of my superpowers is EQ. Like I have a high emotional intelligence, right? I agree. And I, I realized that I took this woman away from her, her family. I took her away from her mom. I took her away from her sister who she spent days with every day when we were in New York. They, they lived a mile away from us. And now we're, we're here in this foreign land of Texas. We don't really know anybody, but we kind of do, but we don't really have roots established. I got to keep her mind busy so she doesn't get homesick. So cool. Go do your thing. And it's funny, man. She came back after that first or second day. And I, I've, I've told you the story before. But she comes back in with, with a stack of books, man. Like, fucking this. And I'm looking at the books. There's probably a dozen books there. 10, 10 or 12 books. And I'm like, yep, got that one. Got that one. Got that one. Nope, haven't read that one yet. Got that one. Got that one. Dude, it's all the same fucking books that you and I are reading in the self-development and business space. Yep. yep. I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking cool, right? And I, I'm, I'm telling her, I'm like, oh, you're going to like this book. I read this one a couple of years ago. Oh, this one's good too. This one you're going to learn, blah, 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 blah. So um, a couple of cool things happen here. Her and I connect at a deeper level because now she understands some of the stuff that I've been, I've been barking in her ear for a couple of years. And now it's not coming from my mouth. It's coming from a, uh, another validated third-party source. Right. right. Those of you who are in relationships will understand what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, she's working on herself spiritually, right? And she's, she's working on herself physically. Okay. Two a day workouts, 40 hours a week in the books, in the gym. If you don't think that's going to change your physical appearance in a pretty short period of time, like you're, you're on fucking crack. Self-confidence, everything, all of it, vision, all of it. Yep. So this whole thing elevates and she's just getting better. She's diving into a thing. She starts, she, listen, we're, we're not religious in the sense that we go to church, but we're spiritual people. And you and I've had deep conversations around that, mm -hmm. right? She starts doing her meditations religiously each and every day and going through these things. And she thinks the reason is that she fuck, she somewhat stumbles upon her purpose and she wants to start a business and she wants to start teaching kids yoga, right? I mentioned before, she's got a a uh, master's degree in school psychology because she spent 10 years as a school psychologist in New York City schools, right? She likes helping kids. Cool. I don't want to fucking do that, but that's her thing and that's cool. So she wants to take this yoga and mix it with her, her past, what she's done already and help kids. All right, I'm behind you. I want to start a business and do it. I want to go into the schools and, and, and I've already got a couple of deals lined up. Awesome. We put this whole thing together. She starts making some money with it. And we think that's the purpose. We were fucking wrong. Dead fucking wrong. <laughs> Dead wrong. That's just the way that the world, God, this energy, whatever you want to call it, works. Right? The entire reason that she went through that hard work 
was to prepare herself for the fucking war she was about to enter yep. a year later. So it can't um, be it can't be stated enough. You literally trip into having a beautiful life not because you're in pursuit necessarily of these things. It's because you listen to your core and you care about, like, listen to the message he's saying, everybody. <clears throat> he's paying attention to his wife. She's paying attention to how to make herself better. <clears throat> She's only doing that because the person that she decided to marry decides to make himself better. This is all a success leaves clues conversation that's going on. And then when the real fight happens, dude, what would have happened if she'd been sitting on her ass for five years, drinking, not working out? It would have made this whole experience 10 times worse. And it was still hellish. Yeah. Yeah. And Keep I, going. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's just like, it's a context of like, cause I got to physically experience on some levels what y'all had been through. Yeah. And it, it, it's in some ways it's awe inspiring. I'm not trying to lift you up on a pedal pedestal, but it's awe inspiring. It, it's reminding. And it's also, here's my side of that story. Tom was my coach and not just in business. I just watched how the guy was living his life and said, well, if he's going to do it and if he's my leader, then I guess I need to give me permission to do those things too. And if we get into that, we'll talk about that. But that's why we become leaders. It's not about us, but we have to do it selfishly for us first yeah. in order to start that train. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the, the old adage holds true, and it may be fucking cliche. You may hear this a lot on social media these days, but you cannot lead others any further than you've personally led yourself. Right. Right. So get to fucking training yourself each and every day, no matter what. Get yourself better. Go sharpen your sword. You know, fucking iron sharpens irons. All this fucking shit you hear in, in all the masterminds, right? They say it repetitively for, for a reason, for a purpose, because it's fucking true. Right. Get to work on you. And 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 this is this is a, a big takeaway here, man. I did things wrong for so many years. I always made the customer first. I always made the employee first. I always made the vehicle I was working on uh, first a priority, right? I put others before me. When I decided, when I consciously made the decision to become a selfish motherfucker, and I don't mean that in a bad way whatsoever, yeah. okay? When I became selfish and poured into me first, things started to get really good in life. And not just things for me personally, but things for all of those around me. It's one of the most beautiful discoveries, I think, for those of us who actually care about anything more than ourselves. Because like you, I gave all my everything to everyone and ended up going, I'll figure out how to eat later. That's what a leader does. And when I turned around and started saying, oh, I've got to eat the choice cut of meat, because why? Because I'm the one guy that will run in the desert for two miles with a bottle of water to go get a bottle of water for my family that can't make it that far. That's fucking why. And once you do that, and I've watched you do that, and it ignites in other people, now you have a purpose. Mm -hmm. It's called Step It Up Academy. <laughs> but no, keep 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 going on with this story, man. This is yeah. this is really such an incredible process you guys have been through. Yeah. So uh, you know, we find all this crap out. This is February. Um, February shit starts to get weird at the post, the position I'm at, right? And and I was a, the chief operations officer 
uh, at a big name mastermind to where I met you, to where I coached you at for, for quite a while. And I was part of that community for, for years, since 2018. And um, started to get a bit weird, brought some new people onto the team, and it kind of uh, intoxicated the culture very rapidly. Um, and at the same point in time, we get this diagnosis of my wife. And fast forward a couple months, May 2nd, I'll never forget the date. It's like, it's like your kid's being born. It's one of those dates that, that's ingrained in your head forever. May 2nd, 20, 2022, my wife went in and, had, and voluntarily had a double mastectomy. And, and say that voluntarily, yep, not voluntarily. involuntarily, voluntarily yep. chose to do it. Yep. So, I mean, the alternative was fucking let this thing do what it's going to do and it's going to kill you in a couple months. Or come in here and just let us get this, this garbage out of your body and your chances of survival will go up dramatically. And that's what she did, right? We flew our kids up to New York. We dropped them off with, uh, with, with um, uh, grandparents. They stayed two fucking weeks up there, right? We dropped them off in New York, said our goodbyes, and had a very somber flight home. It wasn't much conversation because we knew we were going home to do work. And that's it. May 2nd came. She went in. She had her tits cut off. There's no better way to put it than that. Right? And uh, started healing up. And um, did her thing. Healed up well. And then a couple months later, she started all the, the treatment stuff. And in that time, with your post, what happened? Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, things started to go even more sideways there. And, and, you know, looking back at it from a 30,000 foot view, um, you know, things are always, the optics are always clear. <laughs> In hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was, I was being worked out of that post very strategically for quite some time. And, um, September, it was, no, it was July of 2022 it finally came to a screeching halt. Like, dude, I, I'm, I'm a hard headed motherfucker. I know I am. Uh, I, if once I decide something is right, I stand my ground and you cannot move me. Good fucking luck. And that's basically what it came down to, uh, just differing in opinion, uh, between the founder of the company and myself. And it was, it was, it was time to move on. Um, it, it did not go how I planned. I had expected to be there for another handful of months and to gracefully exit on my own will. And that just wasn't the case. <laughs> um, so I was literally excommunicated. I think it was July 17th. Uh, again, one of those dates that just, you know, kind of sticks with you because I went from, and, and you know, you're familiar with this too, because I know you've been through this kind of stuff in your life as well. Like I've always been a hard charging entrepreneur, right? And when I believe mm -hmm. in something, I believe in something and I put all my eggs into one basket and uh, I was making a real, real healthy living. Right, the golden handcuffs were attached. Good, mm. right? Good enough to get comfortable and be like, "Yeah, fuck it. I know this is coming in next month. We'll be fine." And you wake up the next day, and it's like, "Oh fuck, yeah, that pay that that just came in as the last one." So, spend it cautiously, and um, that was the reality. Uh, but here, here's a saving grace. Um, you know, a lot of people think that I moved down to Texas to go work there. I didn't do that. Right. right. I, I, I moved down here because I wanted a better future for my family, more opportunity, my family for myself too. being a selfish motherfucker. Yeah. For me too. Um, and 
I think it was two days after I moved down here, I, I fired up Step It Up Academy, right? I structured the entity here in Texas and started building all the backend systems, put the, the CRM platform together, had a website, had all the shit you need to have a functional uh, coaching, mastermind, online consulting slash business functional and in place. I had it all. I had the online courses, right? Like this is this is stuff that I've been doing for years prior. And I, I took all of my content and put it into this one, this one machine, this one piece, Step It Up Academy. And about 30 days after coming here, moving to Texas, I got the call and the invite to go over to that team right, and wait out the pros and cons. And the, and the pros said, go fucking there. And I did. And I'm not, I'm not disturbed. I, I, I made the right decision for the time. I learned a lot while I was there, right? I learned mm -hmm. a lot of what to do. And more importantly, I learned, I learned a lot of what not to do. Yep. Right. And that's, that's the biggest takeaway that I always have in interactions with other people. You know, you go into a situation don't always look for, oh, this is what to do. Look for, hey, this is what not to do, right? This this does not align with how I want to do things. So the 20 months I was there, we had a lot of success, right? Dude, I think it was uh, the first 12 months I was there, we had 224% growth in the first 12 months. And um, I just took all of those lessons learned. And when I was, it's funny, man, over, over that 20 months, we'll call it two years I was there, Several times I was like, man, I should just shut this software off. I'm paying seven, eight hundred bucks a month for this CRM, this online course, fucking platform, this, that, the other thing. Why? Like, why am I paying this money? I'm not using it. It's sitting there on the back burner. Something inside of me was like, ah, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Because look, look, man, you've been around the block long enough. I know, you know, you're old as fuck, so you've definitely been around the block. <laughs> <laughs> There's this is what happens with software for those who are, are new in the game. You fire up a software platform. You then have to go in there and build all of your shit. I don't care if it's a CRM. I don't care if it's a web. I don't care what the fuck it is. You've got to go in there and build the software. The software they give you is a fucking framework. That's all it right. is. Once you build your shit, if you then call the software company up and say, hey, I'm not going to use your service anymore. They are not kind. They are not gentle. They take your account and they fucking delete it. They delete all of your data and everything off of there. All the hours, the hard work, the consultants you paid to set it up, out the window. So, man, I dropped some money into that. I had hired some people to build that stuff out because I, I wanted to basically leverage the velocity of money, the velocity of time, and do things fast. So I dropped like 30 grand, and I, I paid people to go build the structure for me. So I'm like, man, I don't want to fucking just throw that out the window. Something's telling me, hold on to it, hold on to it. That right there was a saving grace, Right. Because when that call came in, it wasn't even a call. It was, it was a, a, a voice message via DM and a text message, by the way. And, and by the way, if you're going to fucking fire somebody, have the balls to do it face-to-face. -face. Okay, just saying. Amen. Yeah. Um, so I, the message comes in, and I was I was happy. I was like, whew, dude, it was like the, the, the weight of the world got lifted off my shoulders instantaneously when that message came over. But it enabled me to literally sit home that day, think about what just transpired, have a couple of conversations, right? And, and that's me reaching out to people that I respect, uh, people that I look up to for mentorship and guidance as well. Same same thing that you do, right? Just because we're coaches doesn't mean that we don't have people in our team that have right. that shit. We have to. Right. Um, and and basically started to get my my marble straightened out because I was hey, – listen, man, you, you, you get – tossed out of a, uh, a community like that or, or a high-level position like that, and it's going to fuck with your head. I don't care who you are, okay? 
So I knew that I did not have time to sit around and say, oh, woe is me, the little bitch. <laughs> Didn't have time for it. Okay, I got three small kids at home. I got a wife who's fighting fucking cancer. I got a big ass fucking house I pay a mortgage on every month. And I've got an asshole machine outside that guzzles gas like you wouldn't believe, right? <laughs> like I have the bells and the whistles. That's how I like to live my lifestyle, right? And this shit costs money. It ain't free. So I got to get my ass to work and quickly to go in there and rebuild what I had already built for somebody else, but my own version of it. Cause I need this motherfucker to start kicking out tokens real quick. Yeah. And because I had that structure in place, it was literally a one degree shift. Oh, I'm not here anymore. Cool. I'm over here now. And I hit the fucking go button. And because of the relentless pouring into others and not ever expecting anything in return, Big clue, was, everybody. Big clue. Yeah, big clue. I was very well received by those who I had good relationships with, right? There's a lot of fakers out there, a lot of people that want to talk good fucking game in the ear, and then on the backside, they're talking shit about you or, you know, don't really don't really matter, right? We'll, we'll call them, my mom's got a term for them, right? Nice mom. She calls them flyby friends. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, the people who really cared, they showed up. And the people, uh, it's funny, man. I had a lot of people, and I'm sure you did too, because you know you left as well. I had a lot of people have reached out to me over the last few months, who have said to me, uh, they'll send me a message like a, a Facebook DM. Hey, are you still with XYZ organization? And I'll be like, Nope. That's funny. That's how they asked me too. Yeah. Cool. I was waiting for that. Let's have a conversation. Because I was associated with the person there and that organization, they wanted nothing to do with me. Same. Yeah. Same. Yep. And um, I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty wild. And I, I can't even count how many times that same message came over from, from different people. So the the opportunity, it's, it's funny, man. We, you know, we often talk about social media and the importance of going there and posting regularly and yada, yada, yada. Um, people are watching. More people are watching than people comment and interact with your Absolutely. social media. And Absolutely. I can't even tell you how many people, I didn't even know who the fuck these people were. They all knew what was going on in my life. You know, and I'm going to tell you something here. And, and I've, I've had this talk heavily with, uh, with Catherine Tague. You know, Catherine, she, she helps you out in your team. She's a good dear yeah. friend of mine. And she's, she's one of the editors who helped with my, uh, both of my books, actually. She did my second book and she did my first book too. Um, I was talking to her and we are now, this, this applies to you too. We are now, um, the authority position is elevated once again. And I, I'm not saying any of this from a cocky perspective at all. So yep. please don't take it that way. The authority position has elevated once again. People look up to us and they have for a long time. That also increases the responsibility. Absolutely. So you have more eyeballs on you than ever before. And now it's to the point where I, I, dude, I can't go to the fucking airport without somebody bumping into me who knows who I am. Four, four out of five of my last trips, I've had somebody come into the airport who's walked up to me and said hello, or they've taken a picture of me and texted it to somebody they know saying, hey, guess who I just saw in the airport? But you, you can't fucking hide. So the level of responsibility is now increased, which means there's more eyeballs on you. There's more eyeballs on you because you're, you're active on social media. 
you don't know who's watching. And it just increases that level of responsibility exponentially. And it, you better show the fuck up who the fuck you say you are at all times, even when you think it's, no one's around. It's the real reason <clears throat> for me anyway, why I do so much work in the background that I don't talk to anybody about. It's so that I can be ready because it often shows up when I least expect it. Look, man, I'm not going to the airport in my jammies. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let my hair or my beard um, or my neck scruff get. So Why? People are looking for any reason to go, oh, I don't have to work hard because he's not. Mm -hmm. And then all of my effort on social media, all of my time on stage, all of the time inside of my book, all of the pouring into other people goes right out the window with me not always being prepared. Yep. And that's just part of the reality. If you want to be the kind of leaders we're talking about, we felt led to become. And that's, and you were talking on social media. It's like there are levels to that game on social media. It's, it's like, yeah, first you got to learn how to walk yeah. by posting, but there are levels to conversations that are happening for very specific reasons. Some of it is very conscious, um, consciously absorbed. Some of it is a subconscious message that you're planting into other people. Well, if you're not living what you're talking about, I've seen examples of people that have gone all the way to the 30th floor mm -hmm. and the fire began mm -hmm. and it burns the whole fucking building down, bro. I don't know about you, but I do have children too. I got three of them. I got a wife. I got people that are counting on me mm -hmm. and I don't want to be the biggest joke that ever showed up going, believe in your dreams, follow me. And then I have nothing left. It's not worth the effort. I, I, it, being average would have been better. Yep. So I do you fire me up. I mean, 110%. That's exactly why we do it, because we never know. That is the war, too. We never know when that person is sending that picture to someone inspiring their son who might be doing drugs, who yep. needs to get all that. You don't know whose life you might be saving. Yeah. If you even care, if you even care. Let's let's go back here a second. I told you the day I found out my wife had cancer, I, I got to Vegas, right? I uh, get out of the airport, take an Uber over to uh, to this resort. It wasn't it wasn't on the main strip. It was some big ass fucking resort. I forget the name of it. And this this resort had a convention center built into it, massive fucking casino and hotel, like all in one. Pretty cool space. And uh, I get there, I check in, right, and I'm walking through this giant casino floor, and. I had some random ass dude come up to me. It's like, oh, hey, hey, Tom, good to see you. I have no idea who this fucking dude is. Yeah. Okay. Now, I just got some devastating news in my life, right? I'm, my head's, my head's a, is a, it's like fucking jello. It's a, it's a, it's a mess. But I still have to show up because this guy looks up to me clearly, knows who the fuck I am, and I can't be a dickhead to him. I have to spend all day talking to him. But I at least have to interact with him and respect him when he engages with me, even if it's for two or three minutes of my life. And that's all it was. Right. It doesn't take much to basically just be an authentic person to that dude. And who the fuck knows what's going to happen with that dude three, four, five years from now? Who knows where he goes with his life? Who knows who he goes and talks to and says, hey, I finally met Thomas Keenan. That guy's a real fucking deal. You should go follow him. You should go interact with him. You should go buy his programs. You should go. You should go hire him as your coach. Dude, I was that dude. I was the dude who didn't have enough self-image 
to even go introduce myself, certainly not to buy into people's programs and follow them. Mm. I was the guy that eventually had enough courage to come up and say, hey, you're somebody. And you know what I needed at that moment to be validated that I was seen too. Mm -hmm. That's why I am here where I, where I am now, because people yeah. did see me and that's just core values again. Mm -hmm. Cause how you do anything is how you do everything. And I've learned the hard way. And I know you've learned the hard way too. Um, a lot of people talk to talk, man. Mm. It's easy to read books and give sound bites on social media friends. Yep. Do you live them? Mm -hmm. Do you live them when you are going through the war? Because I'm a firm believer that when you're making all the money and everything's happy, it's easy. Anybody can do that. Mm. But who you show up as when the shit gets piled on top of you, that's who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you gone through the crucible. And instead of being the hammer, bro, you are the anvil. And it shapes other people. And that deserves respect. And the world is showing you that respect back because you just won't quit on you. Mm -hmm. Tell us about, um, tell us about what you got going on now. So, uh, I left that organization and things are up in the air with what I could and couldn't do based upon a contract. Uh, long story short, I got the green light to go do what I need to do. And, um, I, I started doing on-site assessments for companies. They pay me some money. I show up. I do a two-day on-site assessment. And I, I, I literally look at the company from a holistic 30,000-foot view. And I say, you've got gaps here, 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 and here. you got to fix this shit if you want to hit that goal. This is what you're doing well. Continue doing that. But we got to fix this over here if you really want this to become that eight, nine-figure company. Um, started with that. I still do some of it as well. Uh, and then that led into... Uh, fractional COO work. And uh, I've got a couple of clients who I do that work with now, which is great. But, you know, I, I'm all about efficiency. And I realized that I couldn't, I couldn't scale a company by doing just that. I, I built a great job, right? But you and I have both built jobs before in the past with our other companies. Sure. And I don't necessarily want to build a job. I want to build a real business, right? So, okay, how do we do things? And, 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 you know, there was this period where I was waiting for word back from, from uh, legal counsel. And um, that word came back and it was like, how about it, bro? So I'm like, okay, game on, fuckers, let's roll. And I literally went and, I don't know, probably that afternoon, um, put a deposit down uh, at the first venue for my first live event, which was Step It Up Academy Live, which is November 1st and 2nd of this, this, uh, this past year, about a month ago at this point. Uh, and you came in and spoke both days, which thank you. I appreciate that. Um, thank you. But at that event is when I, I launched my mastermind, right? So I, I've been doing one-on-one -on -one coaching since I, since I left there, um, the place in July. Uh, I've been doing, you know, on-site assessments. I've been doing some fractional COO work. But my true passion and the whole reason I, I started Step It Up Academy back in 2020 was to build my own coaching and mastermind program. I'm going to do it my way. Right. And, and the biggest thing that I find with most, because listen, I, I'm, I shoot it straight. Okay. You know <laughs> me, transparent as fuck, probably to a fault. There's a thousand fucking choices out there when it comes to coaching and mastermind programs. Everyone wants to be a fucking coach because it's sexy. 
right? So you actually got to start doing the work, by the way. <laughs> um, but most of them are very high level. They, 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 you got, you got some visionary, and this is no knock on, on visionary. So I know you're one, Chris, right? You got this visionary leader that gives you this high level fucking. Oh, this is what you should do. This is what I did in that situation. Oh, this is blah blah blah. And when it comes down to it, when you ask that person, yeah, but how do I actually do that? Nine times out of ten, they're going to be like. Yeah, they don't even know how they did it. So and so on my team, they know how to do that, or they'll they'll just make up some bullshit fucking story and lie to your face. All right, I'm telling you from experience, and I I don't want to do that. Right, like you know me, I'm more of an integrator than a visionary. Right, I'm very tactical. I'm very. Uh, you, you mentioned it before when we first started recording this. I'm very intentional. I'm so fucking intentional that people don't realize I'm being intentional. Yeah, I'm that far in, uh, ahead of <laughs> most people, okay. And I, I want to help people succeed in business. That's my purpose. It's the purpose of my company. It's the mission we're on is to help others succeed in business. But the differentiator between me and nine out of ten other masterminds out there is this is a very tactical approach. We're showing you exactly how to create the success. This is how you build the system. I may give you framework for a system and say, this is what I suggest, but I also tell my clients, hey, this is what worked for me. It's not guaranteed to work for you, but let's help mold this system, this framework, this template that I have. Let's help mold it to the culture of your organization and your operations and the business model that you have, right? And, and that's really what it is. Like, I want to climb in and, and actually help my clients do some shit. It's not all about, hey, let's go have a 30-minute call and I'm going to blow some smoke up your ass. And hopefully your fucking 5K hits my bank account next month and we're good to go. Like, no, if I'm not having real impact and I'm not seeing real growth in you as a person, as an individual, if I'm not seeing your company elevate, if I'm not seeing your company grow, if I'm not seeing you move into a new office, if I'm not seeing you go going out there and buying other uh, assets intentionally, then, then we're, we're not doing something that's correct. All right? And I, I rather not take someone's money because it ain't about the money for me. Never has been. Never fucking has been. Right. I'd rather take someone's money and give it back to them and say, go find someone who's a better fit for you because clearly what I'm doing is not working. And I don't think that most gurus, influencers, uh, coaches, or mastermind owners think that way. No, they don't. I know they, they don't, don't want the money for the big show. They all want to put you on the fancy fucking stage with the lights and, and the smoke show and the screens and then this and then that. Like, yeah, cool. That it's sexy, but are you really impacting somebody's life? <laughs> you know, I was having a conversation with um my former uh production manager. He's gone on to build his own company, and um <clears throat> same thing that happened with me literally happened with me again and I was in the reverse role mm -hmm. and I realized how shitty that made me feel. And, you know, I was paying this guy really good money, like strong six figures. Mm -hmm. And he used that to go build his own company. I really can't blame him, right? Mm -hmm. But in anyway, we're still doing business together now. Funny how that works. Mm -hmm. um, but we were on a ride to go look at a property. Um, guy wants a little addition built, you know. Um, and I just wanted him to come take a look at it with me. And in the process, he's he's into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And he's gone down from like 
260 pounds. He's down to 200 pounds, and he's just – dude, I think he literally could hang on to a skyscraper for, like, the entire day. Like, his hands are just so powerful now. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about muscle. And I said, and we were talking about muscle memory in the growth. And I was like, yeah, you know, every time I go back to the gym, I can blow up immediately. Like mm-hmm. 60 days, I am look twice my size. Mm-hmm. And I said, so I had a friend on my podcast, you know, who's a professional bodybuilder, actually owns a master. It's literally a mastermind around bodybuilding, um, Steve Kuklo. And um, he's chiseled and defined. And so I, I just wanted to understand more about when they judge him. Like, what are they looking for? I understand symmetry. I understand size, but what are they looking for? And so as I started to do the research, I realized they're looking for striations in muscle. Mm -hmm. Striations in muscle are only built by building a muscle, letting it heal, building more muscle, and it compacts over time. Mm -hmm. So you see these layers of muscle and the judges are looking for that because they understand that's the work that's been put in Mm -hmm. to get there. Bro, anybody can go blow up a bicep Hell, I think they literally make an oil you can stick in your arm to give you biceps bigger than your head. And that's fucking saying something, everybody. And uh, <laughs> Did you use one of your balls? No, I was not talking about your head at all. Anyway, it's easy to pretend your way to it. Yeah. But to have striated muscles, to have depth in a conversation, to be able to understand whether you're helping or not helping. Look, everybody, you want to live in a world where the value far is far below the charge that you give keep going doing what you're fucking doing mm-hmm. and we keep living the way we're living or we can start going i want to give so much more value than what i charge that we never even have a sales conversation about this again mm-hmm. when i came down to your event and we spoke for two days number one there were two things that i was extremely aware of you certainly know how to put a fucking team together because we had never talked together. You and I had, but no one else. I I don't think you talked with any of them before on stage, had you? Um, no, I, I, I've known them all. Yeah, but you've never, like, no, never, never, never ran an event with those other people. Bro, you had five people talking for two days straight, not fluff. Mm-hmm. And we all were like a well-oiled machine. We all knew how to support one another. We knew how to support your mission. We understood the core values. They were on a fucking banner right behind us. There are even some of each of our core values. Hint, hint. Um, And what ended up happening for the little bit of money that those people spent for two days, they all gave feedback of like, this is different. Mm -hmm. Like, this is different. And now... We're watching them go from implementing some of those things to joining your mastermind program because they believe in a mission. And what I know is this, as long as they keep leaning in and they keep taking those 1% changes, those steps every day, little steps every day, bro, in a year or two, who they're going to be and the visions that they have and the dreams that they never could accomplish, they're literally going to fall into them and you're going to smile the entire fucking time, mm-hmm. all because you're intentional about what you do. And that is what I noticed on the biggest play inside of that group. The second thing I noticed was this. You had a very good blend of visionaries and integrators in that room because you didn't want to leave anything out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Dude, we've we've spoken on some big stages together. 
we've spoken to a room that has multi billions of dollars flowing through their pockets every year. Mm-hmm. This was different. Yeah. It was just different. And I was grateful to be a part of it. I'm grateful to help you to keep build it. Um, but more importantly, what I'm grateful for is we're literally like inside of that Facebook group. We're watching people implement now a month later, some of the things that you're talking about. And it's like, look at it. We know what change is going to happen in six months because they're getting clear on what they're building. It's yeah. exciting as hell, man. And I'm really proud of you for doing it, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know, this, this has been like in the back of my mind now for a couple of years, the event, has been something that's been in the back of my mind. I, I knew for the longest time exactly what I wanted to do because the event that I put on, I've been to a couple like that and they're not, they're hard to find um, because, you know, they're the, the quiet ones in the back, right? It's not the the big fancy, let's, you know, throw all this crazy fucking organic marketing and, and Facebook ads these are the ones where like the, the dude calls you up and is like, Hey, I'm throwing an event. You, you're interested in coming kind of thing. You got, you kind of got to be in the inner circle to get invited. And uh, I, I've been to two of them that were very similar to mine and the same way, dude, I, 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 this is my equation that I always use, right? I like to leverage the mixed martial arts method of learning and implementing. Okay. All right. This MMA back in the day, you would find a, a boxer, you'd find a, a, a jujitsu guy, you'd find a karate guy. And always the grapple was usually always kicked everyone's ass. Yep. <laughs> so as the, as the MMA, the UFC basically um, uh, grew and expanded and evolved, they started saying, Hey, we can't just be a judo guy. We can't just be a fucking karate guy. We got to take all of these disciplines and put them together. Right. And now that's what the MMA is. So I said, well, why, why the fuck wouldn't that work for me in business? Yep. So I started going to learn from other people, start going to learn from visionaries, go learn from integrators, go learn from, from the high level events, go learn to speak, go learn how to actually build systems and processes in a company, go, go learn how to be, be a fucking marketer, right? Go learn the software. I spent a fuck ton of money doing all that over the years. And I fucked things up like crazy too, by the way, right? That's how you learn. Yep. But when I went to the events that were very similar to mine, I picked the pieces out that aligned with me pieces that align with the way that I do things, the pieces that were aligned with my core values. And I said, again, back to the lesson before, learn, look at things and say, hey, this is what I learned that I want to do. And this is where I learned it. Oh, no, no, I don't want to do that at my event. Right. And don't be afraid to write that shit down in a notebook. I don't give a fuck if you never read it again. Write that shit down. Take note of it. And that enabled me to go ahead a couple years later and craft the event that you were a part of. It was, it was flawless. It was professional. It was not a huge event, but it was sexy from the way the graphics and the monitors were displayed where everybody was sitting. It was interactive. The speakers that you brought in, it was not a pissing contest of who's more important than the other. Everybody leaned in together and, um, yeah, dude, I've never been a part of that in a business mastermind before mm -hmm. I've, and I've been to a lot of different groups that would teach me a thing, yeah. but not, not, this is how you grow something. And so for me, I just think about, I've been in business 25 years, man. 
what would that have looked like if I'd have been two years in business and started down this road? I would have it would have saved me 15 years and a thousand miles. That's the whole reason I do it, brother. Yep. Because because I, I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to be like, hey, I'm the fucking weirdo here and, and nobody understands the pain or the struggles that I'm going through. I've got nobody to talk to. Right. I can't talk to family members like I got my 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 wife thinks I'm a fucking uh, an alien. Right. My, my parents just keep telling me that I, I need to throw the towel in and, and, and go for that safe, cushy job with benefits and a 401k security. Like I'm not fucking wired that way. I know you're not either. Nope. Right. And, and it takes someone who's been there, done that to really help us overcome a lot of the hurdles. That's the whole fucking reason I do it, because if I had somebody in my back pocket to help me when I first started, Dude, my first business may still be alive to this day. Now, granted, it's not, and I'm sure there's plenty of reasons why that it's not because, I, and I truly believe it's not because I'm doing what I, I'm, I'm, I'm put here to do now. Yeah. Right. But what if I had someone like me who trained the old version of me to do things the right way from the get go? I'm not saying you're not going to fuck up still because you are. Yeah. Right. But you're going to basically compress that time. And you're going to get so much more shit done. Tom, normally my podcasts are 20 to 30 minutes max because I know strategically that people are on their drive to uh, work. That's fun talking to you, dude. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to do this more, everybody. What I want, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to find you? Website, man. Get over to stepitupacademy.com. There's there's uh, links there. You can connect with me, drop a form, contact form. That's the best way to get me. The fastest okay. way to. So, well, bro, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Um, this one, this one's everything that I thought it was going to be. And I really hope people take some notes. You've got some pretty incredible books out there and you know where to go. Go to stepitupacademy.com. Check it out. Um, this man has literally been a major reason that my life has changed. I appreciate you, man. And, um, I guess we're gearing up for 2023. We're going to start doing even more of these, uh, events and yeah, man. Next changes. February. Yeah. February 8th and 9th here in Dallas, 2023. It's the next step at up Academy live. Uh, I got to lock the venue in still, but I'll be in touch with you because, uh, I'd love to have you come back down and speak. Appreciate it, brother. Yep. All right, everybody, you know, where you'll find both of us. We'll see you in the trenches. Take care. Later. Hey friend, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to catch future casts. If you really enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it so others can benefit from it as well. I'll see you in the trenches.